He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. At 821, good morning, Pierre. Hey, good morning, Terry. I wish we could talk hockey, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we have to talk about something else. <laughs> well, I, I guess uh, it, what, a, what a surprise it must have been for you because I know you're busy doing homework all day, the day of a game, and then when did you get the call, Pierre? Well, we uh, life was uh, just as usual, I would say, until 5.15, something like that. Uh, we uh, I got to the Bell Center with the usual precautionary measures and the self-testing and, and, you know, the whole protocol that we have to go through ourselves. Right. Uh, ready to go and went to my booth around the 4 p.m. or the platform around 4 p.m. and did all the usual preparation. Then I had the, I, I could go on with the, the two, um, the two interviews, the pregame interviews, one with Darnell Nurse and one with Brendan Gallagher, which were extremely interesting and very uh, full of information. And then uh, a first name came uh, announced on the list. I, I and we even had our uh, our pregame chat with the coach wow. around five, around five p.m. So until then, there were absolutely no signs of things to come. And then the first name came on the uh, on the list, the name of Yoel Armia. And then yes, Pericot Kanyemi's name was added uh, to the list. And you know when we saw a second name. We, we sort of thought, wow, this is, uh, this is interesting at least because we have seen situations, even at the Bell Center from the Oilers, uh, from the visiting team, uh, that uh, a player could be put in isolation just for precautionary measures and the game could still go on, uh, which, which, which is what happened earlier this season, uh, although the game was pushed back a little bit. And then uh, when we saw the second name, we said, well, maybe that could be more serious. And then... The rumors just started to go on and on and on, and the final verdict from the league came around what six twenty, six twenty-five. So hmm. uh, that's that's the way things went. We we wrapped everything up and came back home. <laughs> how, do you know how the league makes that decision? Because they keep insisting uh, that both uh, KK and and Armia, just because they're on the list, doesn't mean they're infected. So what that's is right. it, what is it that they they do? Like what? How do they reach the decision that that nobody should play? Obviously, the the both those players have been exposed, I suppose. Yeah, well, and and, and Terry, bear with me. The protocol has fifty six pages. Oh, I've God. I've tried I've tried to read. I tried and I tried as much as I could to inform uh, our great listeners this morning the best I can. I've Jeez. read and read and read and read the protocol since last night. It's so complicated, okay. but there are five situations in which a player's name can be put on the list and it goes of course from from a false positive test that needs to be re re reaffirmed or or redone uh it can go uh, it can be symptoms it can be contacts with a high risk person it could be isolation because of a positive test uh, it could be some form of quarantine because of traveling if a, if a player is traded or something like that. So those are the situations uh, that can explain a player's name being put on the list. So what you said is, is absolutely true. It doesn't mean, as we speak now, that those two players are indeed infected. So that's, that's to start with. Then uh, the decision is made collectively between the NHL, the NHLPA, 
and the medical staff personnel of the receiving team or the team involved in the players being at risk or being uh, being put on the protocol list. So it's a triangular thing um, based on discussions with everybody. And then the decision is made, uh, of course, with top-notch priority, safety for everybody and not spreading if there is risks of spreading. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a shared responsibility between the three parties. Uh, okay, let's talk about what you and uh, Brendan Gallagher uh, spoke of uh, last night. Is, is this an interview you do with him before he gets dressed? Well, there's another uh, situation. There's another other special situation, Terry, this year. Uh, the home team, the home broadcast, actually uh, leads the interviews with both teams because you don't want to, uh, because we have limited facilities, right? right. Especially on the road. So uh, you have to do one player from one team, one player from the other team. And, of course, we do use both interviews with RDS. So I think that Brendan, and this is basically our choice, unless the visiting network specifically requires an interview with a specific player. So I guess Brendan Gallagher's call was a no-brainer, Terry, because he's been playing so well right. uh, lately. And uh, he, was, uh, he was really a beat uh, we had a, a very friendly chat before running the interview, and we talked about life in the COVID, and we talked about life in the bubble. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he was missing the fans so much. So there's a message I can carry on his behalf this morning, is that all of you listening to us and who go at the Bell Center sometimes or regularly, uh, players really miss the fans. And Brendan Gallagher said he, he can't wait to have people in the building. Then he talked about the team. And he said, you know, we, we never lost confidence as much as maybe you observers uh, thought <laughs> yeah. uh, when, when things were going wrong. He said, we knew we had a good thing. He said, we knew we had specific things to work on. Adjustments could be done here and there on specific grounds. But uh, he said, we never lost confidence to, to a risky level. Then he talked about ice time management, of course, for which he said, I, I have certain... Uh, I, I have so much uh, control because the coaches will send you on the ice uh, regardless of, uh, 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 you know, or depending or what he wants from you or in a given situation. But he said, you know, short shifts is the key word uh, these days uh, in, the NH in the NHL. The, the, the bottom line is that every player is uh, required to try to limit his shift up to 40 seconds at most per shift. So he says that's very important. And he talked, of course, highly about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. He said, there is, a, there is a special assignment that you have to have all the time when you step on the ice against those two because they are so special. So that was nice. Darnell Nurse was extremely interesting as well. So uh, we'll try and make good as soon as we can with those uh, interviews for our viewers. So what happens to that game? It gets rescheduled. Yeah, it's not canceled, of course, okay. yet. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it has to be rescheduled. <clears throat> the interesting thing, Terry, is that the three games this week had a day off in between yeah. each of them. So speculation was last night that, hey, can, can this game be played on Tuesday, like tonight? Right. I, I would be very surprised. And this is only Pierre Oud, and please don't think I, I have absolutely a control on this. I would be very surprised because what the players have to do now, because practice has been canceled as such, but players have to be tested now. Hmm. 
And, and you have to make sure that if those two players are put on the list for precautionary measures, you have to make sure that all the other players are, are negative, and then you can go on with the schedule without those two players until they are proven safe to play the game and to come back in the dressing room. So can you have time to do all this before tonight? I would be very surprised. Now, the other problem is that once you're done with the Oilers, you play on Sunday against Ottawa. Hmm. So is there, is there logical room, Terry, uh, to, to, to put the, that postponed game in this particular uh, span or sequence? That seems like a tough call to me. Uh, if you want to give a little breathing room to players uh, between those games. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting, but let's not speculate uh, as, as of now. In a couple of hours from now, I think we will know more about what happens uh, the rest of the week. And the likelihood is uh, the likelihood of them playing tomorrow night, you think, is pretty strong? Well, if, if those two players are, yeah, right. w- regardless of the outcome of the two players, if they are the only two situations, quote unquote, I'm pretty confident that the game can go on tomorrow night. Now, now the good news, Terry, is that the Canucks could play last night at home, and the Canucks were here a couple of days ago. So mm-hmm. that means that Canucks players didn't didn't have any signs of right. So that's that could be an interesting situation. Uh, so so if the rest of the team is clear. I, I have all the confidence in the world that tomorrow's game could be played. Okay. All right. Uh, so we won't uh, we won't have you tomorrow morning, but we'll have you Thursday morning to talk about the results if, in fact, you do work tomorrow night. Yeah, well, I'll okay. be there regardless, but let's hope we have a hockey game tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I mean, I, if on, there's on a Thursday game. Morning, yeah. Okay. And, and I'm sorry. I hope I was clear to you. I'm sorry. It's such a complex thing. No. You, you, rules, you, know, you did, as usual, a, a great job walking us through it, and and that's I think that's what everybody wanted to know this morning is, you know, because I like everybody else, I was like getting ready to go downstairs and put the game on, and then I found out what? What do you mean canceled? <laughs> like it was really really last minute. So you did a great job of walking us through it, Pierre. Well, thank you, Terry. And uh, if you give me twenty more seconds, the, the Habs got some help last night because if you look backward in the mirror, the Flames have lost in Ottawa. And the uh, Jets have blanked the Canucks. So without playing, uh, the Habs got at least a little, uh, a little help uh, f- uh, from uh, those two teams, and especially from the two losing teams. They are losing ground on mm. fourth position. So that, if, for a Habs fan, it's a, good, it's a good thing at least. Yeah, some good news there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Pierre, we'll talk to you Thursday morning. Thank you. Okay, my pleasure, Terry. Okay. Have a good day.